everybody, and welcome to Laughing Liberally Milwaukee, the podcast, brought to you by the Shepherd Express. I'm your host, Matthew Filipovich. Every episode, I'm going to bring on one of the regular comedians from Laughing Liberally Milwaukee, which when we're not in a horrible, awful global pandemic, is a monthly live progressive political stand-up comedy show. We're going to discuss and joke about a news story, and then we'll talk a bit about comedy. I am so excited that our guest this week is the extremely funny Marcos Lera. Marcos, buddy, thank you so much for being on the show. A pleasure to be here. All right, so Marcos, it has actually been a while on this show since we checked in on one of, if not the most, frightening members of the U.S. House of Representatives. I'm, of course, talking about Marjorie Taylor Greene. So the QAnon-loving congresswoman who said all kinds of racist, violent, and downright batshit crazy things in the past uh, was actually on known white supremacist Steve Bannon's new talk show, which is apparently on the Real America's Voice Network, because I guess I'm not a real American. You're not a real American, Marcos. It's just them and Hulk Hogan, I guess, are the real Americans. Uh, so Marjorie Taylor Greene was on Bannon's show, right? And she's talking about how she wants to get Anthony Fauci fired and prosecuted because... Of course she does. Um, she's talking a whole lot of this nonsense of how COVID was apparently, she believes that COVID-19 is a bioweapon created by China, but it's somehow also funded by Anthony Fauci. Somehow. Uh, so, but then I want to get to the funnier part because that, that's, that's ridiculous enough. But then she goes on to say the following quote about science. She says, quote, quote, I don't believe in evolution. I don't believe in that type of so-called science. I don't believe in evolution. I believe in God. End quote. She said this while appearing on a video call, mind you, which without science would not exist. Okay, but look here. I, I'm an atheist, all right? Marjorie Taylor Greene is, in fact, an evangelical Christian. In the interview, she kind of implies that God would somehow never create something that would kill so many people, like COVID, right? Uh, as an atheist who's actually read the Bible, Marcos, I have to ask, has she never heard of the plagues? She, how, about, how about Noah's Ark? You know, that wasn't a virus, but it did wipe out literally all of humanity and all the animals. So God could do that, but he'd never do a virus. Uh, look, all I'm saying is there are a lot, a lot of dumb, racist white people here in the United States. And I guess I guess they deserve representation, I suppose. But all, all the dumb, racist white people, of all of them, she really does give dumb, racist white people a bad name. Marcos, what's your take on all this? Yeah, I mean, there's uh, definitely a lot to address there. I mean... First of all, I mean, personally, you know, and I think we've discussed before, I mean, I believe in God. I uh, I also believe that viruses exist. You know? <laughs> I mean, there is nowhere in the Bible that I ever read this, and, uh, and I mean, and I say this because I know that she's Christian, so that's her, you know, book of choice. Right. Uh, so nowhere in the Bible does it say anything that believing in science is anti-God. And right. I mean, and even though... Uh, I mean, even just like with Passover is a story of a plague and how uh, you know God's believers were able to do, uh, to avoid the plague by just taking a few simple safety precautions. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So it, it seems like, yeah, it definitely seems like someone who's never read the Bible, but who just wants to kind of claim a home team and you and hide behind that. <laughs> and look, I mean, I realize that she's talking about evolution. There's a huge difference between the way that uh, species evolve and the way that, that viruses evolve. Like, yeah. I mean, species evolve over millions of years, and if she doesn't want to believe that, cool. Organisms evolve over days. True. 
Yeah. yeah. I mean, they evolve. You can see they have visible evolution of viruses uh, with, you know, within a month's time, often less than that. I mean, that's something that's just proven. That's something you can you can take a microscope and <laughs> like you know one of her and uh, one of her gym buddies uh, <laughs> little samples and. Right. <laughs> Some of the guys he had an and, affair with, right? One of those things. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. <laughs> I was, you know, not, you know, I'm not trying to slush shame or anything. No, no. You know, I mean, more, more. You know, if uh, if her husband's cool with it and she's cool with hey, it, look, I mean, the, if, in the Bible, yeah. people have many partners, right? That, that, that's it's, true. It, it's actually That's biblical. true. There we it go. Is. Yeah. <laughs> and Jesus was cool with them. You know, Jesus. You know, you have no doubt. That Jesus would stand up for uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene if someone was throwing rocks at her. <laughs> but uh, he don't. But he'd make sure she was wearing a face mask first. <laughs> <laughs> she also apparently uh, a couple weeks ago. Well, in addition to calling, uh, comparing wearing masks to the Holocaust. I don't know if you saw that one. So oh that, yeah, that's uh, that's. I mean, look, I have a, I have a, uh, one friend who uh, who is a Holocaust survivor with whom I used to work, and I have another friend who was born in a. In a refugee, uh, in a refugee camp for uh, refugees from the Holocaust. So to see and hear people make these comparisons, and basically, what they're doing is they're they're trivializing this horrendous experience. That uh, I mean, six million Jews. I would think like was like at least twenty million, you know, victims altogether. Yeah, and it just I. To compare that to wearing a mask is just so incredibly... It's cruel. Yeah. You know, I'm not even going to say, oh, it's insensitive. It's cruel. Yeah. It's cruel. I mean, is there are people still alive who uh, who went through that. Another thing is, here's what I don't get, is the people who want to make the argument that COVID is a, is a bioweapon, then if you honestly believe that, if you honestly believe this is a weapon, then by, ref- by encouraging Americans to not protect themselves from this weapon, then... Isn't she a collaborator? Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, isn't she? Isn't she siding with our enemy then? Yeah, yeah. If it is, then you like everyone should be wearing masks right now. Everyone should be doing this right now to protect yourself against this horrible yeah. weapon that they that that the that Anthony Fauci and the Chinese. Yeah, there you uh, go. Are making. Yeah, yeah. Whether you will, yeah, whether you believe it was the Chinese who did it, Anthony Fauci, Hugo Chavez. No, no, he was rigging <laughs> the election. My bad. He was rigging the election. Whoever you you believe did it. I mean, you obviously by definition this would be. An enemy of America, and as a patriot, you should be trying to pr- protect your fellow Americans. I mean, uh, this is the equivalent of, you know, see that the second airplane about to hit, you know, the the twin towers, and saying, "Look, clearly they're attacking us. You better run in that building and show them we're not cowards." You know? <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I'm sure others have probably made that uh, that analogy, but I just want to stress that. I just want to stress how counterintuitive. And how uh, unpatriotic uh, her stance has been regarding uh, protecting her, her fellow American. Yeah, it's really it's really sick. So, Marcos, another aspect of this podcast is discussing yeah. comedy. I normally ask my comedians how COVID's treated you in comedy, but we're starting to come back out of COVID. We're starting to do shows. We're starting to be live. How has uh, starting to come out of COVID treated you so far? I know you're, you're doing some shows now, right? So tell me about yeah. it. How, how's it yeah. going? Um, I'll make two uh, two really important points. Well, one really important point and one interesting point about that. The really important point is, uh, for me, as, as a person of color, as soon as I was able to get back on stage after everything that happened 
in May a year ago with the as far and also the kids in cages been yeah. uh, going on for for years. Uh, it was really important to get back out there and and have a voice and uh, and talk to people directly with whom I might not otherwise get a, a chance to talk. And to me, I mean, I wasn't I wasn't one of the people who was out there you know, marching and all. Because yeah, I was scared of COVID. Right. No yeah. doubt, I was scared of COVID. I mean, I saw, yeah, I saw countless people, you know, get thrown in, uh, get get thrown in the police vans and holding cells, where it's a great place for, uh, you know, to, for COVID to spread. And in that sense, uh, yeah, I was trying to, you know, keep my family safe from that. But also, that's why I, as soon as I had a chance to start hitting the stage, I did. You know, took every precaution possible. And I know there were a lot of people. Who are, I like I saw like some people like wish death on uh, on uh, Dave Chappelle <laughs> for uh, for performing. I'm like, no, we need Chappelle's voice right now. Yeah. I'm not saying I agree with 100 percent of what he says, but it's a very important time for for people of color uh, to be able to to talk to people who might not have these experiences. And the other thing that made it even more interesting is once again when you've got this cultural divide over COVID, most audiences were rather you know right leaning. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, and these are the people who need to hear messages of Black Lives Mattering, of the importance of uh, not just the importance, the humanity of immigrants. So, I mean, I knew that's who my audience was. I knew that I had to adjust my material to still make the same points, but to make it a point that they were going to hear, and while still entertaining them. And uh, and at the end of my job, you know, doing my job of, uh, or at the end of the day, I'm mean, doing my job of uh, making them laugh, and you know, and and uh, selling some beverages at uh, at the bars that uh, that booked me. <laughs> Marcos, thank you so much for what you're doing, and thanks for being on the show. Oh, it was an absolute pleasure. Thanks so much uh, for having me on, Matt. I know we had a it, 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 we've been trying to make this happen for a while now. Friggin' technology, and one dude. thing after another, <laughs> and almost today too. But fortunately, we're here. We made it happen. We survived. Mi- mi- mission accomplished. Let's go ahead and, let's go ahead and land on that, uh, on that carrier together. <laughs> Thanks for being on the show. All right, everybody. I want to thank you so much for listening to episode 25 of Laughing Liberally Milwaukee. We have new episodes with a new comedian on the first and third Wednesday of every month. Please subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can find out more at laughingliberallymke.com. Until next time, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and we'll see you at the next Laughing Liberally Milwaukee.